Hi everybody, welcome back to D&D Optimized, the show where each week we take a deep dive into a specific character build for Dungeons & Dragons 5e and discuss how to create that character in a way to give you the greatest numerical advantage for your chosen role. My name's Colby and I will be your number crunching guide. If you are looking for a way to get the most out of your character, this show is for you. If you are looking for ideas for uh, the next character that you're going to create for, for your next campaign, this show is for you. And of course, if you just like talking geeky numbers and character creation optimization for Dungeons & Dragons, this show is for you. So welcome. I appreciate you being here. Um, this is episode two. Episode two, uh, today we are going to be talking about the crossbow fighter. Um, other names that this particular build may go by would be a sharpshooter fighter, crossbow expert fighter. Um, widely considered to be the best sustained ranged weapon damage build in the game today. Um, we'll see if that's true and why. So... Um, basic overview. First question, what is, a, what is a crossbow fighter? What does this uh, character archetype look like? Um, the concept is that you're a fighter, you're a full fighter, you're not multi-classing, you're using a hand crossbow, so one-handed, uh, and it's basically, you're, you're like fanning the hammer, like McCree in uh, Overwatch, for, for those who play Overwatch. Um, lots, of, lots of attacks, uh, and each attack does considerable damage, so it's pretty dang hard. Um, you get pretty high accuracy to go along with it, and uh, so all in all, just a really great fast-shooting, ranged weapon attack dealing, uh, damage dealing uh, character. Um, so before I jump into the build, um, I want to address a question. Why... If I want to play a bow using, even crossbow, using ranged weapon using character, why not go a ranger? Shouldn't a ranger be my go-to? Isn't that the Legolas archetype? Um, and there's a couple of reasons, uh, numer numerically anyway. Um, but let me first say this. If you want to play a ranger... If you love the idea of being, you know, stalking in through the jungle with your animal companion or, uh, you know, hunting your favorite prey in your favorite terrain or having access to druid spells but doing, you know, decent um, martial damage, play a ranger. If that's what you want, do it. Uh, ultimately, you're going to enjoy the game a lot more if you play what you want to play. Um, and the reality is the damage per round that an optimized ranger build does is not a lot less than the fighter build that I'm going to talk about, at least not in the early levels and in the late levels. Um, Mid-game, levels 11 through 17 roughly, the ranger's going to fall behind fairly significantly in damage output, but again... That's not the end-all be-all, right? The ranger brings a lot, and, and it can be a lot of fun. And there's a lot of utility that you get via your features and your spell list and things like that. Um, so again, if that's what you want to play, play it. Um, but it's difficult to quantify utility and um, fun factor. 
Um, and so we like to talk about things that are easily quantifiable, and uh, damage per round is one of those things. So when you're looking at damage per round, ranged weapon damage per round, sustainable particularly, um, the fighter seems to be king. Few things that make the fighter really stand out. Um, they've, they've got a high AC and a high uh, armor class, or sorry, a high hit point uh, pool, so you're pretty tanky. Um, you get more ability score improvements and or feats than any other class, which is really cool. Um, and then most importantly, you get more attacks per round than just about anybody. Um, you get, you know, just about every martial character gets an extra attack at level five or maybe six for some subclasses. Um, the fighter gets that and then they get another one at level 11 and even another one at level 20. So the ability you have to just pump out sustainable damage is, is almost unparalleled. Um, in addition to that, you get Action Surge. And Action Surge gives you also the ability to do Nova or Burst damage almost as well as any other character in the game. So they just really pump out a lot of damage. That's one thing that fighters are really, really good at. Um, keep in mind, too, though, that there are some great and fun uh, ways to build this character. I'm not going to talk about every single aspect of the build, uh, like in every show. So there are going to be plenty of ways through feats, especially, and or, uh, you know, ability score improvements, things like that, that you'll be able to take that will let you um, bring some utility, uh, bring some variety and some uniqueness to the way that you create the character. And uh, actually, the subclass option, too. We're going to be doing a rune knight, which I'll get into. Um, but they bring a lot of cool spell-like um, utility type and damage type features uh, as well. So still unique, a lot of fun to play, and plenty of ways to customize it and make it your own. Um, also, of course, you know, there are a lot of good ranged weapon builds in D&D. Um, I think the fighter's probably the best as far as the numbers go for sustained damage. Um, but, you know, we will probably do a ranger build at some point. The bard fighter is, is my own personal favorite that a good friend of mine plays in a campaign right now that we're in. Um, and can be really powerful, particularly at later levels. And then also you get to be a bard. Um, and for some people, you know, that's what they love. So at the end of the day, play what you love. But today we're going to be talking about the crossbow fighter. Quick interruption before we get into the build. Um, as I was going back and listening to the show before I publish it and put it together, realized uh, a little mistake that I made and wanted to get ahead of it before people yell at me for it. Um, I mentioned throughout the show that Action Surge is usable per long rest. Of course, it's actually usable per short or long rest, so something to keep in mind when you're considering um, your ability to do that Action Surge Nova damage. Um, it is, in fact, available per short rest, um, so keep that in mind. And also wanted to mention, because I failed to do so elsewhere this episode, um, again, as always, if you want to check out the math and uh, some graphs that I'm putting together on uh, this particular build and, and look at the numbers, um, there will be links in the show notes for the podcast or in the video description for the YouTube video. So that's it. Back to the show. All right. So let's get into the build. Again, I'm going to be discussing 
um, aspects of this build level by level that are um, most important to making the build uh, do as much as it can. Numbers-wise, there's going to be a lot of things that I don't mention. If I don't mention it, take whatever you want. And if I do mention it and you don't like my suggestion, take whatever you want anyway. Um, but we're trying to optimize here. So with that said, when you're creating the character at level one, your race should probably be variant human. And um, just as a side note, the vast majority of, of builds we discuss when we're talking race, variant human's probably going to be the default um, for most, if not all of them. Uh, that free feat at the beginning uh, of the game, starting at level one, is just so strong. And unless it's a build that, that requires no feats, um, we'll probably be going variant human. Uh, and or, you know, runner up to that will probably be elf or half elf uh, if we're looking to get elven accuracy, because that is a very strong feat, but it's only available to elves and half elves. So um, get used to that. And if you want to roll a different race, roll a different race. You know, it's okay if you're not uh, ultimately optimized. But um, for optimization purposes, variant human is going to be the way to go. Um, let's see. So the free feat that you take at level one is going to be either sharpshooter or crossbow expert. I'd probably recommend crossbow expert at this level. Whichever one you don't take, you'll take the other one at level four. Um, but I'd probably book probably go crossbow expert. So crossbow expert uh, gives you a few things. One, um, when somebody's in melee range, you can attack without disadvantage, and that's great. Otherwise, if you're, if you're a ranged weapon attacker and somebody is within five feet of you and you're trying to hit them with your bow or crossbow, uh, you're going to do so with disadvantage, not with crossbow expert as long as you're using a crossbow. Um, also, crossbow expert lets you take a, an attack... Um, with your crossbow, if you are as a bonus action, if you used your action to make an attack with a one-handed weapon, this this dictates the fact to us that we're going to be using a hand crossbow because a hand crossbow is a one-handed weapon. Therefore, you'll be able to take your attack and then, as a bonus action, take another attack with your hand crossbow, thanks to this feat, um, and that is key. Um, so, crossbow expert uh, will let you do two attacks from the get-go as level one, which is great. Um, we'll get into sharpshooter when we talk about level four. So, um, the stats. Uh, assuming you're doing point by, I would recommend, you know, um, probably eight strength, which seems weird as a fighter, I know, uh, but really you're going for dex here because you're a ranged fighter. Uh, so get your dex to 15 and, a, and your constitution to 15, um, and then use your racial plus one to bump each of those, dexterity and, uh, and constitution. I'd probably go with a 14 intelligence if you're going to do the Rune Knight subclass, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, that will help you with your Rune, rune Knight abilities. Um, after that, do whatever you like. You're not going to have a lot of points left. Maybe go 10 Wisdom and, a, and a, a 8 Charisma, I think, is probably what you'd end up with. Um, your fighting style, very important. You want to make sure you get the archery fighting style. This will give you a plus 2 to hit when you used ranged weapons. Um, that is huge for this class, particularly because you're going to be using Sharpshooter, which gives you a penalty to your plus hit, so that will 
keep that from hurting so much and make sure that you're landing those heavy hitting attacks more often. Um, and then as far as equipment for level one, uh, you know, we're just probably going standard equipment here. Uh, for your martial weapon, take a hand crossbow, um, take a longbow. Uh, if you started sharpshooter instead of crossbow expert, but you probably didn't do that. Um, take a shield to buff your armor class because again, the, uh, the hand crossbow is a one-handed weapon, so you can use a shield. So you're shooting and you get an extra two AC, so that's awesome. Um, probably chain mail. But I would see if your DM would be willing to let you take scale mail uh, instead of chain mail, or if they're really nice, a breastplate or even uh, half plate. Um, that those are medium armor options, but you have a high dex, and medium armor benefits from a high dexterity, at least two, right? And so ultimately, your armor class will be as good as uh, you know wearing chain mail if you were to take medium armor depending on which medium armor you got um, and that will keep you from getting disadvantage like if you get a if you get a breastplate you won't have to have disadvantage on your stealth checks which is nice um, so things like that plus chainmail and most heavy armor comes with a strength requirement and you used uh, you, you you used strength as a dump stat so it's going to be hard to wear heavy armor for this build unless you want to move some things around maybe don't bump your intelligence and take strength as instead um, but that's a tough call I'd, I'd try and get the best medium armor that you could to take advantage of that uh, dex bonus that you get and with that and your shield you know if you if you started you know with some decent medium armor and a shield uh, plus your plus your dex bonus that you get um, you'll you know you'll be 17 18 armor class uh, which is great uh, for a level one character especially Okay, so at level two, you get Action Surge. Um, this is not a choice, you just get it, but let me talk about it for a second. Action Surge is amazing. It's one of the things that make fighters so strong. Um, again, it lets, you, it lets you take an additional action, right? You only get to use it once per long rest at this level. You get to use it twice later, level 17. Um, but just to give you an idea, so at, at this level, at level two, um, you would take an attack as your action, then as a bonus action, get another attack, thanks to Crossbow Expert. And then if, when you action surge, you get one more action. It doesn't let you repeat your bonus action. Um, however, it does give you, later on, at level 5, for example, you're going to get two attacks per turn, right? When you take the attack action, you get to attack twice. So at level 5, you would attack twice, then your bonus action for a third attack, and then if you action surge, you get to take the attack action again, which gives you two attacks. So that's five, uh, five attacks in a single round. Um, that's really strong and does a lot of damage. So it's great to be able to pull out um, when you've got a big baddie that really needs to fall. Uh, at level three, you get your martial archetype. I, I said subclass before, forgive the improper lingo. Uh, the martial archetype that I would recommend, if your dungeon master allows it, would be the Rune Knight. At the time of this recording, the Rune Knight is still considered unearthed arcana, meaning it's kind of in playtest beta mode. Um, but it is part of official D&D world, it's just not 
technically official game content yet. So um, check with your dungeon master beforehand. If you want to see what the Rune Knight can do, I would check him out on D&D Beyond. Um, they are not a sponsor, maybe one day. Um, but that's that's my favorite site to for all things D&D. D&D Beyond is a great place to look him up. Um, you can just look up Fighter and scroll down to the to the to the martial archetypes, the Rune Knight archetype, but you could probably find it in a lot of other places online as well. Um, the, the Rune Knight's great. If you can't do it, if the DM won't allow it, I'd probably recommend going Champion for better crits and survivability or Battlemaster for, uh, for some nice utility and extra damage, but I'm going to assume you're going Rune Knight. The biggest reason you would take it is because they get this cool little feature at level 3, uh, called Giant Might. And basically for one minute, twice per long rest, uh, you get to grow to a large size, your, your medium as a human or humanoid. So you grow one size bigger, right? You're large. And all of your weapon attacks while you are in this Giant Might mode do an extra 1d6 of damage. That's every single weapon attack. Um, and that actually goes to a 1d8 of damage at level 10. So it's like having a free hunter's mark or a hex spell, um, but it doesn't cost you a spell slot and it doesn't require concentration. Um, and it lasts for a whole minute. So and it, so you don't have to transfer it as a bonus action like you do with those other spells. So it's really, really strong. Um, adds up quickly to a lot of extra damage. And you, you actually get uh, some, some cool other features from Rune Knight, some, some runes that you etch onto a weapon or armor. Um, that give you cool crowd control features or extra damage or utility, um, but they are a very limited resource, so I'm not going to talk about them. Check them out online. Uh, there's lots of different options, so you can customize and you know make it your own. Um, but uh, the the giant might feature is is really strong. I'm I'm going to consider it as part of sustainable damage because for an entire minute, twice per long rest. Um, you're going to have it on most combat encounters. Uh, depending on your DM, if you have a really mean DM that doesn't give you a chance to rest but every five or six long combat encounters, then you're probably TPKing a lot. <laughs> Unless the encounters aren't particularly difficult, I guess. Um, or your party is just really well optimized and they've been listening to this show. Um, but so yeah, it's it's you're gonna have it most of your combat encounters, I think. Um, so I'm gonna consider it as part of the numbers when I'm when I'm crunching numbers. Um, okay, moving on. Level four. Uh, assuming you're a variant human uh, and you took crossbow expert as your first feat uh, at level four, you're gonna take the sharpshooter feat. Uh, sharpshooter is fantastic. It is basically great weapon master for those who listened to my last episode. It's basically great weapon master, but for ranged damage. So um, you take a minus five penalty to hit, but you get plus 10 damage. So you decide, okay, I'm using my sharpshooter feature here. You take your attack, um, but it's a minus five to hit, plus 10 to damage if it lands. Um, that's huge, particularly early on like this. Um, and also it has the added benefit of uh, ignoring cover, half cover and three quarters cover when your opponent is behind half cover or three quarters cover, it lets you ignore that. So you are a real dead eye, you're a sniper, um, which is super 
cool, uh, you know, for, for especially if you find your dungeon master often using cover um, to kind of try and hide and get out of the way, now you won't have disadvantage on those attacks because you can ignore the cover. Um, at level 5, you get an extra attack. That's fantastic. So now you get three attacks per turn. Uh, you take your attack, you get two attacks when you do that, and then your bonus action, thanks to Crossbow Expert, so three attacks. Uh, you're looking good. All right, at level six, you get an ability score improvement because you're a fighter. Um, so you're going to bump your dexterity. So now your dexterity is 18, and uh, you have plus four to hit and plus four to damage, plus your archery, plus two to damage, plus two to hit, sorry, so now you're plus six to hit, plus your proficiency, so you're plus nine to hit at level six. It's ridiculous. And you have two feats. Ridiculous. Um, so, damage report. If you're fighting an opponent with a 10 armor class, you are doing 48 damage per round at level six. If you use action surge, only once per long rest, but 81 damage in a single round, on average, right? You're gonna break 100 sometimes, or at least you could. Um, now, at a 15 armor class, um, your, uh, your damage per round is gonna be 33 on average, still great, uh, and 54 with action surge. So, very, very strong. Uh, at level seven, Rune Knights get a cool utility feature that adds as a little spell shield for an ally. It's usable once per turn as a reaction, so one of your allies gets attacked and you can basically increase their armor class. It's cool. Um, and there's no limit on how often it can be cast, so as long as you have a reaction, which you get one per turn, but still, um, you, can, you can use that to help your allies out. Very cool. Nice utility. Um, at level 8, you're going to max your dexterity. Again, you're a fighter, so you get an ability score improvement at level 8, and so at level 8, you have two feats, and your most important stat already maxed. That's insane. Uh, level 9, damage report. So versus a 10 armor class, you're going to do 57 damage per round on average. And when you have action surge available, it is 95. You're almost breaking 100 just for one round, but still. I mean, and that's average, so you are going to break 100. Um, Versus a 16 armor class, which is a little more reasonable for, for this level, um, it's 37 damage per round, uh, and then 62 with action surge. Very strong. At level 10, um, your rune knight feature, giant might, was a d6 on every weapon attack. Up until this point, it bumps to a d8, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and you grow, you permanently grow a few inches taller. I think it's 3d4 inches taller. And you just, you're that much taller now. That's kind of cool. Unless you're a gnome and you like being small. But you're not a gnome, you're a variant human. Um, all right, at level 11. Level 11 is where you really start to pull away from the pack. Up until now, other ranged attack builds that take similar feats and things like that are, are close. They're keeping up with you outside of Action Surge. Um, but at level 11, fighters get three attacks per round. And that's just so strong, right? It's, it's so strong with, with 
a build like this where each attack does a lot of damage thanks to the sharpshooter um, it really just starts to put you head and shoulders above everybody else um, so you now get four attacks per round thanks to your bonus action crossbow expert and when you action surge you get seven seven attacks in a single round at level 11 um, so things start to get pretty crazy um, if if all of your hits land when you're you you use action surge and all of your hits land i mean that's 70 damage flat damage just from the sharpshooter feet alone plus your dexterity which is five so that's another 35 so you're doing 105 base damage if every attack landed um that's before dice that's crazy and and it and it illustrates really well why using a hand crossbow here is so much better than even, say, a heavy crossbow. Some people might say, well, a hand crossbow is only a d6 of damage, um, and a heavy crossbow is a d10. Shouldn't I be using that? No. Not with crossbow expert and sharpshooter, um, because you really want to be using a one-handed weapon, and you want to be attacking from range, and you want to get more attacks in. More attacks are more valuable than higher higher dice on the weapon attack itself, right? If that makes sense. All right, we're coming down the home stretch here. Um, level 12, you get another ability score increase or feat. I would probably recommend taking Constitution just to increase your survivability. Um, but if there's a feat that you just got to have because you love the utility that it brings or whatever, go for it. Um, or if you want to buff your intelligence to make your rune magic features stronger, do that. At level 13, damage report, um, versus a 10 AC, you are averaging 84 damage per round. And if you action surge, it's 148 damage per round. Ridiculous. Uh, at a 17 AC, a little more reasonable, you are doing 52 damage per round, or 91 on average for an action surge. At level 14, um, you get another another ability score increase or feat. So again, constitution, intelligence, or a feat that you got to have. I'd say, you know, uh, take what you want. If you're going strictly for damage, probably intelligence. Um, but the damage that you the damage benefit from that is is slim, and it depends on what rune features you're taking anyway. Um, level 16, same thing. You get another ability score improvement or feat. So you're just loaded with feats probably at this point that can that can make things fun. Um, at level 17, you get an additional action surge per long rest. So now you get two per long rest. So that's just going to make you hit that much harder. Um, damage report for level 17 at a 10 armor class. You are averaging 89 damage per round. <clears throat> or... Uh, on an action surge, you are averaging 156 damage in a single round. <clears throat> and uh, against an 18 armor class, uh, you are doing 52 damage per round or 91 with an action surge. At level 20, I don't usually go to level 20 when I'm talking about my builds because hardly anybody plays the game at level 20. Um, but it's worth mentioning here just because fighters, as their capstone ability, get yet another attack. Meaning that just on a regular old attack, they're doing four attacks 
plus their bonus action, so five attacks in a single round. Um, and when you action surge, that's nine attacks in a single round. It kind of just puts you over the top, over over everybody. Um, versus 10 AC, you break 100 damage per round, expending zero resources. Um, 111. 111 damage per round. And uh, with action surge, it's 200. 200 even. And that's just dumb. Uh, against a 19 AC, it is 60 damage per round and 107 with action surge. So against a 19 AC, you're still breaking 100 if you have action surge available. So final thoughts on this particular build. Um, this dude is not fanning the hammer with a six shooter. There's not enough bullets in McCree's six shooter. Uh, he's an Uzi with a shield. It's, it's, it's absurd. So many attacks. Each one hits really, really hard uh, with a very high accuracy, accuracy thanks to the plus two archery from fighting style. You don't get guaranteed advantage innately on this character. If you did, that would be strong. And if you have someone in your party that can cast fairy fire or something else to, to give you advantage on your attacks, it's going to get really crazy really fast. Um, make sure you bring a ton of ammo. You're going to go through ammo. I mean, you could potentially burn through 18 crossbow bolts in two rounds, you know, with action, you know, if you use both your action surges back to back. And that's a whole quiver almost. So make sure you stock up on ammo uh, and or know the rules that your DM is going to have on recovering ammo, spent ammo. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you're relatively tanky. Uh, with some great utility, lots of extra feats or ability score increases to really make you well-rounded. Um, super strong build, super fun. So, DM tips. Um, again, if you're a player, don't let your DM listen to this, but you know what? It doesn't matter that much. There's not a lot you can do. I mean, typically with a ranged character, you're going to have a melee guy get up in his business, and so he has disadvantage. Uh, he's got the crossbow expert feet, so it doesn't matter. He doesn't take disadvantage. Or you'll have him get behind cover, but it doesn't matter because his sharpshooter feet ignores cover. Um, I mean, try and blind him, stun him, otherwise disable them, disarm him somehow. Uh, that, you know, and <laughs> I, sh I, shouldn't <laughs> I shouldn't treat the DM as the, the antagonist, I guess, my, my own dungeon master got upset with me in the past. He's like, I'm not your enemy here, but he kind of is a little bit. And it's frustrating as a DM, right, to have a character that's really, really strong and, and trivializes all of your, your combat encounters. So anyway, um, find a way to run him out of ammo, maybe. Um, obviously, enemies that are resistant to piercing damage are going to be good, assuming that that uh, the sharpshooter fighter doesn't end up with magical weapons. Don't give him magical weapons um, or magical ammo. Uh, you know, you could have your strongest enemy run up and try and grapple him. This character is actually going to be pretty low on strength. It might be really, really weak on strength, and so they probably lose most of those grapple contests. Um, that'll that'll disable him. Keep him keep him from shooting their Uzi into all of your all of your bad guys that you set up, that you took so much care and time and attention and love to create. So anyway, that's our show for the week. 
Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, Please tune in next week as we dive into a completely different character build and discuss how to best optimize them for your chosen role. It's not always going to be sustained damage, even though episodes one and two were. In fact, next week I'm probably going to be doing a tanky control build. Um, And as always, please like, subscribe, leave a review, follow, Recommend to your friends on either the podcast version of the show, if you're listening to the podcast, or on the YouTube version of the show, if you're watching uh, on YouTube. And uh, check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. Uh, just look for D- D&D with the ampersand, D&D Optimized. Uh, we're there, and uh, you can communicate with us via email as well. D-N-D, the letter N, dndoptimized at gmail.com. Questions, suggestions, criticism verbal abuse, um, send it over. Uh, Especially, you know, again, if you have a build that uh, you'd like me to take a deep dive into, send it my way. Uh, Give me some details on what the build looks like exactly, and I will do my best to optimize it for you. Thanks, everybody. Take care.